Welcome to today's podcast with Bishop Wale Ajayi. Another way to look at this is is called imputed righteousness. Imputed righteousness. In other words, to impute is where money is credited to your account. So, when money is put in my account, money has been imputed. Credit has been given to me. Somebody say amen. So, what God did was this. God put righteousness in our account. Abraham believed God. And God imputed righteousness to him. Now, listen to this. Abraham was not the first man in the Bible to be called righteous. Noah was righteous. Enoch walked. But Enoch is not the father of the faith. Noah is not the father of the faith. When the genealogy of Christ is written, Noah is not mentioned. It stops at Abraham. It starts with Abraham and David. Why? Matthew's account precisely. Matthew 1. Uh The book of what? Of who? Son of Abraham. Son of who? Son of who? You see Enoch there? You see Elijah there? You see um, what other man's name? Noah. No. Why? These are the two people that understood righteousness. Romans chapter 4. Abraham found it. Verse 6. David describes it. You know what I just said? Romans chapter 4. What has Abraham our father found? He found righteousness by faith. David describes it. The blessedness of the man to whom the Lord will impute righteousness without works. Whose sins are forgiven. Somebody say amen. amen. Enoch was righteous. Noah was righteous. But Abraham was the first man who received God's righteousness. Noah's righteousness was his righteousness. Enoch was his. But the one Abraham had was the one God gave to him. So Abraham was the first man that became right in God's sight. Why? Because he put his faith in Jesus. God preached Christ to him. He believed the gospel and got right in God's sight. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's why the place they all go to is called Abraham's bosom. So even Enoch was in Abraham's bosom. Adam was in Abraham's bosom. You know what I just said? They were all there. Abraham was the owner of the house because he understood it. He's the first man to understand it. Am I making sense to anybody here? And when you put your faith in Jesus too, God gives you that gift of righteousness. What does that mean? That I stand in God's sight, holy, unblameable, unreprovable in the sight of God. Somebody say amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Imputed, 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 imputed. It says, for he had made him to be seen. Who is him? Jesus. Alright? Who knew no sin? Why? So that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So why am I righteous in God's sight? Because Jesus was made sin. It's exchange. Something was exchanged. Christ took my sin. And in exchange of my sin, gave me his righteousness. So, as much as he took my sin, I have his righteousness. You know what I just said? To doubt I have his righteousness is to doubt that he took my sin. And if I doubt he took my sin, I'm doubting everything Christianity is founded on. 
because Christianity is founded not on Abraham or Jacob or Jeremiah or Elijah it's founded on what Jesus did on the cross and on the cross he took my sin away and in exchange of my sin he gave me his righteousness someone say his righteousness it's a gift from God now remember why we are teaching this I told you something last week we are teaching this for three reasons number one when you understand this righteousness you will no longer be a baby and one of the things that one of the characteristics of being a babe in Christ is that you easily fall to the temptations of the flesh adulteries fornications, malice, bitterness all the things that Paul listed in Galatians 5.19 if you are a baby, yes you are a believer but if you find yourself succumbing and yielding to the flesh, it simply means that you are a baby and the only way not to be a baby anymore is to grow up. And the food to grow up, the food to make you grow up is called the doctrine of righteousness. Hebrews 5 verse 13. Hebrews 5 verse 13. Show me on the blackboard. For he that useth milk is what? Unskillful in what? The word of righteousness. For he is what? A baby. Paul said, I could not write unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, as unto babes in Christ. Somebody say amen. Number two reason why we're teaching this is that so that you will not be deceived. Deception is on the rise. I hope you know that. Many people can't tell the difference. If a man holds a microphone and has a hall like this and many people are inside, you think the man will be saying something right. But you see, when you're, when you're a baby, everything looks correct. Toothpaste will look like jam. Isaac will look like milk. Ooh. Mouth will look like stout. Not be the same. Old. Somebody say amen. But as you grow up, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. Sometimes people are carried away by eloquence of some preachers. So their eloquence confuses you. You can't tell the difference. Today, we're talking about the locomotive mechanism of the intrinsic value of your spiritual meditation. What did I say? Nonsense. And when I finish, you say, ah, now wow. So you say, go deeper, go deeper. Uh, there is a connectivity between your proximity and the interlocutory value of your intrinsic pressure on the world. Nonsense. And you say, wow, wow. That pastor, they preach, oh, what did he talk? I don't know, but they preach. Oh, Lord. That's, it shows you are a baby. But a mature believer who is growing knows the difference. How does he know? Christ and him crucified must be the content of every message. What makes a message correct is that it's centered on what Christ has done in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection. It does not exalt man, it exalts Christ. It doesn't place any value on man, but places all value on Christ. Every lifting, every favor is not tied to what the man does, but tied to what Christ has done. Am I making sense to you? How do you know a deep message? Any message you hear that makes you depend more on Christ is a very deep message. The deeper, the deeper it is, the more should make you trust Christ. Once a message takes you, your, your focus off Christ, and put it on you. On what you have to do to enter realms and encounters. To break open portals. So that realms can descend on you. 
to do say deep demand deep oh, deep to hear depth is your depth is how you depend more and more on Christ and what he has done are you hearing what I'm saying don't go and turn to Chris person Charles has some friends they're your friends one came to me and said that she has meetings with Ketchin Coleman that she has entered that realm where she speaks to Ketchin Coleman Ketchin Coleman don't die 19 biribiri but she speaks to her now and I told her I said you are listening to I caught three people's names you are listening to this preacher this preacher he said yes he said yes I said, I, 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 I sorry for you. One came to this church one day and said, she stopped, she stopped going to school. She has lost her mind. Not going to school anymore. Not taking a shower. Because they told her that, they say, Daosa is a portal. So she came here to enter the portal to where Daosa is. Her mother was in tears. Because they told her, she wants, to, I, I, I know some in particular when I was in Ibadan. They told them that this, their body is hindering the release of the glory in them. So these girls and people left class, left school, went to a, mountain, a, a hill in their school and were praying so that the flesh will die, so that the glory inside them will come out. They stopped going to school. They stopped reading. Stopped taking shower. They almost began to... Not almost, they don't decrease. Follow what I'm showing you. It looks simple, but it's the truth. True Christianity is about Christ and what he has done. Keep putting your faith in Jesus. I am anointed because he's anointed. I am holy because he's holy. I don't pay a price to be anointed. I am anointed because Christ is anointed. And I told you some days, some days ago, the thing you are trying to prove as anointing, which is doing miracles and doing work, work, big work in his name, Matthew 7, people he doesn't know are doing it. Read your Bible. On that day, Lord, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. Mighty works in your name. He said, depart from me. You workers of iniquity. I never knew you. People that he never knew are doing it. And you, you are going to Orioke to go and get price to pay price for what people he doesn't know are doing. Where's Nora? Nora is on record. You have healed a man with hole in the ear. Did you fast on Friday? You wounded before you come to church, Abby? You ask all the sisters now. It's only fried rice they eat. Fried rice. Fried rice and chicken. May God not let you vomit in public. There was one girl in our primary school. In our school. She talks as if she doesn't eat anything. Only fried rice. She, God now nah, did it. She was not sick that day in school. When this guy began vomiting. Eh? <laughs> Lumps of eba were dropping. God exposed her. May God not expose you. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Come on, say I'm anointed because he's anointed. I am holy because he's holy. I am righteous because he's righteous. Thank you for listening. We trust God that you've been tremendously blessed by this podcast. To download the full message and other messages by Bishop Wale Ajayi, please visit www.cgmimiraclecenter.org. You can also follow Bishop Wale Ajayi on all social media platforms. Be blessed.